Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. Mysterious signals from outside our galaxy sounds like science fiction, but it's amazing science fact. Now, mysterious radio signals has been a long-studied area of astronomy, all the way back to the discovery of pulsars in the 1960s through to the wow signal and even the discovery of fast radio bursts. And that's what we're going to talk about this week, Chime Observatory in Canada discovering some new repeating fast radio bursts. Mysterious radio signals from the edge of space have always captured the public's imagination, whether it be the original detection of what would be defined as pulsars all the way back by incredible scientists Jocelyn Bell Burnell and Anthony Hewitt in the 1960s, to the discovery of the WOW signal. Astronomy and astrophysics have long been puzzled by these mysterious signals that seem to come from nowhere, stay for a brief period of time and then disappear again, or rotate in a certain frequency like in the case of a pulsar. But this week it was announced that the Chime Observatory in Canada had detected, for the second time ever, a repeating fast radio burst, or FBR. Now, we're going to dive into some of these strange emissions from space, give a little bit of a recap on the history of detection of some of these signals, and what it all means, to help you sort through the noise and find the right signal. Now, all the way back in 1967, Jocelyn Belbonnel and Anthony Hewis discovered the first pulsar, which was pulses of electromagnetic radiation, separated periodically by 1.33 seconds, coming from the same place in the sky. Now that was incredibly fast rotation, and that eliminated most other sources of radiation, such as stars, because it was going in such a quick pulse. What they eventually managed to categorise and find were categorised as pulsars, a special form of a neutron star that much in the same way as a lighthouse spins around and you can only see the bright light when it's pointing at you. A pulsar, densely spinning neutron star, which is shooting out this big beam of electromagnetic radiation out of its ends, does the same thing, shooting radiation towards Earth in a really, really well-defined frequency. That frequency is stable because it comes from the rotation of the neutron star itself. Now, the first pulsar when it was discovered was given the signal name LGM1 for Little Green Men. Obviously, a play on the concept of aliens. But they were able to classify, observe it, and confirm it to be, in fact, actually, pretty excitingly, a pulsar. Just as a side note, Anthony Hewish and Martin Ryle actually got a Nobel Prize in physics for the discovery of pulsars and ignored... Jocelyn Bell's substantive and primary contribution to the discovery. Which is another example of Nobel Prize Committee, the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences, getting accreditation wrong and failing to recognise correct discoveries of signals and things like great discoveries in astronomy, such as the discovery of pulsars. But that aside, coming back to a pulsar itself. Basically, when a neutron star, which is a star that gets so dense it collapses in and of itself, becomes cold and very, very odd and strange, 
they have a really intense electromagnetic field and this can cause really narrow bands of radiation to escape in sort of like cones extending out of the star. Once the star rotates, these cones rotate too, a bit like a lighthouse, and you get basically a stellar lighthouse. And they're pretty cool, because they're so regular, in some cases we can use them almost like an atomic clock, or we can navigate using them by using them as beacons in space. Pulsars are pretty cool, but that's just one type of strange emission that we discover sitting here on Earth. Another type of signal picked up by radio astronomy was the WOW signal. And this was discovered in 1977 at Ohio State University's Big Ear Radio Telescope by astronomer Jerry Eman. And he was scanning through the frequency output or mapping of the radio telescope. And he wrote when he saw this incredibly intense and narrow frequency band appear in his readout. Lasted for around 72 second window and that's what Bigger observed and it was so strong and so tightly focused that he circled it and wrote wow in the margins of the printout paper next to it which gave it its name. Now interestingly it was in the frequency range of 420 megahertz. And that's an interesting frequency. Now, all the way back in 1959, Cornell University physicist Philip Morrison and Giuseppe Coccioni came up with the concept that the 420 megahertz range is a natural frequency emitted by hydrogen. And since hydrogen is the most common element in the universe, well, it would make sense if you were trying to communicate to an extraterrestrial species, you'd pick something that they might be familiar with, and hence use the 420 megahertz range. In fact, the 420 megahertz range is banned on Earth. You can't use it as a transmitter. It's only to be used by astronomers staring up into space. So when Emmett found an incredibly strong signal in that range, well, that was particularly exciting. It was very short-lived, only 72 seconds long, and the location where it came from was somewhere around the Sagittarius constellation. But no actual source or identification for what could have possibly caused such a narrow band and intense signal to occur. There's been a lot of theories, obviously everything from aliens, all the way through to comets or stellar oscillation or maybe even reflected transmission from Earth. There's a lot of different ideas out there, but unfortunately not repeatable enough to actually come up with a clear answer. So that's some types of emissions from space. But now we're going to dive into another. This is the fast radio burst that the Charm Observatory has recently discovered. I'm going to talk a bit about what makes them up and the great work being done by Chime in this new and very active area of research. radio burst is a transient radio pulse it lasts for a fraction of a millisecond all the way up to maybe maybe if you're really lucky a few milliseconds and we don't know what's causing it but we do know it's caused by some incredibly high energy astrophysical process because it's managing to emit an incredibly broadband amount of radio signal for a very very short period of time now we don't know the exact origin or cause. We very much suspect they're from outside our galaxy, 
And when we try to analyze the root origin of all, it looks like they come from something with an extremely, extremely powerful magnetic field. It could be anything from a neutron star rotating incredibly fast to a black hole. Obviously, of course, even potentially aliens. At least they would have to be extragalactic, that is outside our galaxy, because that's where we suspect that most of these signals are coming from. Now, they were first detected all the way back in 2007, which is relatively recent in astronomical research by Duncan Lorimer and his student David Narkovic. They were searching through archives of pulsar data, and they found something from 2001 in this treasure trove of information, and they called it the Lorimer Burst. And since then, scientists have been poring over these radio spectrum maps from pulsar surveys and others to try and figure out if there are any more out there. And they have, in fact, found a few more. Interestingly, though, there has been some repeating sources. That is, something that's shooting out this incredibly intense and very short-lived radio burst for only a fraction of a second, then doing it all over again, then again, and again. And a repeating fast radio burst is even more fascinating. But it gives us a better chance of trying to figure out what on earth is causing it. Now, the very first repeating fast radio burst was detected in 2012. And it's identified as coming from a galaxy around 3 billion light years away. That's incredibly far away. So all the way back in 2007, astronomers Duncan Lorimer and David Narkovic were searching through archives of pulsar survey data. And they were doing this for a particularly exciting reason. They wanted to see if there was some hidden things in this treasure trove of data, and they certainly did stumble onto something exciting. What they managed to find in their original discovery was a very, very powerful transient radio pulse in a broad band of the spectrum, so a big range, not a narrow signal like we talked about in the wow signal, but a broad burst of high energy for only a fraction of a millisecond to maybe, in the best case, a few milliseconds long. These were called fast radio bursts, and many more have been discovered since then, including, very excitingly, two repeating fast radio bursts. That is, a radio burst that pulsed and disappeared, but pulsed again and again and again. And one really exciting example of that was one discovered in 2012, called FRB 121102. Now, what was exciting about this one is that it was found to repeat over and over again in the same period of time. So they detected 21 bursts in a one-hour-long period. Then they trugged through the data even more and found an additional 72 bursts over a five-hour period. And all these big radio bursts occurred in a range of spectrum from 5 to 8 gigahertz. That's a pretty high frequency. And they're incredibly polarized or twisted, which suggests they're coming from some really strong magnetic signal, which we don't really understand just yet. What we do know is that particular fast radio burst came from a very, very odd area of our universe, outside our galaxy, perhaps in a dwarf galaxy located about 3 billion light years from Earth. Now that particular dwarf galaxy has a really low luminosity galactic nucleus. That is the big hub at the center of that galaxy. 
And there might be something very strange in there, like a young neutron star, which is pulsing or charging up and hitting a supernova remnant, causing all these really odd frequencies to be emitted. But we just don't know, mostly because these things were only first discovered in 2007, and we have found more since then, but not a lot. Now the discovery in Canada by the Chime Observatory is particularly exciting, mostly because it's the second time we've actually picked up one of these repeating fast radio bursts, and that changes the game for a couple of reasons. The first is that the Chime discovery is our second case of a repeating FBR, and that means that these things clearly have some defined mechanism causing them to happen. Much in the same way that the repeating and consistent nature of pulsars really helped us discover and classify them, having a repeating signal is amazingly useful for trying to figure out what on earth mechanism, or in this case, what in the universe's mechanism is causing these things to occur. The second thing that's very exciting about the Chime discovery is that it was in particular detected in a very low range of frequencies. It was actually just at the edge, 400 megahertz, of the range of monitoring of the Chime Observatory. There's probably even more signals out there, but we just probably couldn't see them. Unfortunately, because the Chime Observatory only just turned on. Now, that 400 megahertz puts it much lower than most of the other FBRs, which sort of sit in the range between 800 to 1400 megahertz. So something having really below 400 is quite, quite odd. Now, one of the useful things about FRBs is that, you know, we found about 13 of them independent things at the moment, scattered across our universe. But they all show signs of scattering, which is a very, very useful phenomena that reveals information about the environment surrounding the source of these radio waves. By looking at the different amounts of scattering observed, you can try to reach some conclusion about what objects are around it and what on earth is going on. Now the CHIME team has sort of concluded, based on the type of scattering they saw in their case, is that some really powerful astrophysical objects have to be causing it. As one team member, Cherry Nunn, an astronomer from the University of Toronto points out, she says that that could mean that some sort of dense clump, like a supernova remnant, or near the centre of a black hole in a galaxy, has to be causing all the strange scattering that they're seeing in the radio waves. Now we've been trying to piece together what on earth is happening here, but this is a second time we've actually discovered a repeating fast radio burst. But more importantly, it's at a low frequency as well, which really expands our understanding of what are the conditions required to form a fast radio burst. Could it be large objects like black holes or super-dense neutron stars, or interaction between these neutron stars, their stronger magnetic fields, and even other odd objects like black holes? All of these things are yet to be outlined, but researchers for the Chum Observatory, including people from University of British Columbia, McGill University, University of Toronto, the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics, and the National Research Council of Canada, are working really, really hard to not only get the Chime Observatory up and running, but also to make sure it can help them solve this extragalactic mystery. Because these things may not come from our own galaxy, they require really odd and interesting objects. Which means that, well, we may need to look outside our own galaxy. So, if fast radio bursts are caused by aliens, which is very unlikely at this stage, I must say, 
you don't need to worry too much because these signals come from very, very far away, over 3 million light years outside our own galaxy, the Milky Way, which in of itself is immensely huge beyond your comprehension. So even if there were extraterrestrials out there shooting us these signals, they will be long, long gone by the time they, the signal arrived here, or put it the other way, to go and visit them and really find out the source would take us an incredibly long and complicated journey. But this is some great research by Canadian collaboration of astrophysicists and radio observatories trying to piece together some of the strangest objects in our universe. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. We recounted the history of pulsar discoveries, the wow signal, and fast radio bursts, and what they may mean or how they may be explained, and what it means for our galaxy. Our ending theme was composed by Audio Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.